like to do you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS. This is awesome. A PlayStation podcast this is episode 301, and this is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. Before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS. This is awesome. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81. And Mr. Jake Peters at JakeSaw01. And as always, you can write our show at PS. This is awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. Make sure you leave comments. Rate our podcast as you see fit. Everything you uh, leave in the YouTube channel um, is a big help for us. It kind of drives traffic when, when YouTube recognizes people are interacting with us. So leave a comment over there if you can. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. And for new and or longtime listeners, we have a Patreon. You can support our show at a $1 level. The Patreon tier is called the one and only $1 Club. That's $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash PS. This is awesome. You can become a $1 patron and you will get a free die cut vinyl sticker mailed to you in the mail and a shout out on our show. And that's our way of saying thank you. And uh, $1 a month. I think I hope that you can do that. If you can't, I'm not judging. It's never expected, but we do appreciate it. We appreciate the hell out of it. So thank you to our current patrons who are uh, signed up there and to anybody thinking about doing it. Yeah, go ahead. Do do us a little treat here this Christmas, this 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 holiday season that's creeping up. With that out of the way, Jake, how are you doing today? Pretty good. I'm sore. I, uh, as you know, it's we're in deep into fall tonight. Actually, we're turning the clocks back, oh. so it'll be fucking dark immediately. I didn't even know that. Um, no. Yeah, and then. Uh, so I have these two hickory trees behind my barn. They're like right next to each other. And mm-hmm. between the two of them, eh, this is this year there was a, uh, I don't know what the, the, there's a word for like every couple years or whatever, like trees will just produce an abundance of nuts or whatever it is. I think it's like their breeding cycle or however you pronounce it. I'm not really sure what it is, but yeah, they're just uh, not. Yeah, they're just nothing. And these two trees have created basically a carpet of nuts. And so I was out there for probably three hours raking. And uh, between doing that and catching up on weed whacking and, and cleaning up the house and stuff, it's uh, it's been a, a physically demanding day. So a little bit sore. Yeah. Other than that, feeling good. 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 I'm... I'm also sore, but I feel like I'm sore all the time without any any reason. Like, I'm not a lazy person. I'm mentally always doing something. I'm always doing something, and, and I think that's why I'm so tired. I took a nap today. I read somewhere that, like, a half-hour nap after lunch uh, actually... Jeez, there's a fruit fly, and it's going to drive me insane. Um, they always know where my face is. Um, I don't know how it's even down here. There's no other bugs in this room that I can see except for this one little thing. Anyways, I I heard recently that over time your brain can shrink, right, the older you get. But they say in patients or people who get a half-hour nap after lunch, uh, routinely their brains don't shrink, which is interesting. That sounds like That sounds like some lazy person conspiracy theory. Well, I'm not saying it's true. I, this is just, you know, this is the latest gossip in the medical community. Um, 
But I have a hard time believing that, like, I don't know, maybe your brain is fucking shrinking. Well, but I don't it even seems. Know. Yeah, I don't even know. It seems like uh, it's just like. It's probably like one of those things where it's just fucking tired. Yeah. You know, like, like one of the things when I like having all these vertigo issues, one of the things that they talk about is that as you get older, those, whatever they call those tubes or whatever that hold all those, those calcium crystals in your ears, they just like loosen up as they get older, as you get older and you age and your body ages and I think it's probably something similar with your fucking brain. Like the the gray matter is just loosening well, where up. Where the fuck is evolution tired. at? You know, come on, make. What do you mean? Like why can't why can't we evolve to not have those problems? Right? How many old people die from because they just works. fall? What's that? I don't think that's how evolution works. Yeah, but I mean, if we're dying because we fall, then you would think over years and years and years of old people falling somehow evolution would kick in and be like, let's not make those tubes get bigger that hold the crystals and make you fucking dizzy. The problem is, the problem is, is that the old people are not the ones procreating. That's true too. Yeah. So, we don't so need like, unless you're no offense, you have to old people, but I, uh, you know, I, I think that there's a, there's a bit of a, a bit of a pickle there. Yeah. That's but, interesting. Um, um, I don't know. And, and all, mm. honestly, like there's like a, there's like something to be said about the fact, like we probably won't actually evolve anymore because of modern science and medicine. Like we've totally taken evolution out of the picture mm. because our, we have no reason to evolve because everything that could be wrong or, or, or is genetically different or something, we just fucking fix it with medicine. So the only, so it's yeah, like, right. you know what I mean? The only exception so, uh, is the appendix. Yeah. Well, Yeah. Do people get born? Are people born without appendixes? That I'm not sure of. But if they were, they wouldn't know. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that the <laughs> only way evolution would work there is if people were like randomly, people would be born without appendixes, if that's the plural. And the and people I... that are born with appendixes die more frequently than the people that are born without them, and so over time that would just kind of wash out and more and more people would be born without a right survival of the fittest right so because we just medicinally fix that and nobody very few people die of appendix issues anymore i just don't know that it will ever be evolutionarily fixed unless we like artificially alter the genome of people so that they don't have Which like is, wisdom teeth or appendixes yeah. or whatever you know what I mean? Which is entirely possible. That's probably the future. It it's is. Just genetic engineering. 100% is the future. Um, but off, off the medical shit. So the other thing that happened with me, uh, yesterday was the one of my land album release uh, for American Crows. An update to the listeners. We pulled our album off of the distributor who's giving us problems, and we used a different one, and it was accepted. So if you guys want to listen, you can listen to the new one of Land record, American Crows, on your preferred streaming platform. And I've gotten a lot of good feedback on this, man. Like, it's been insane. Like, we're playing, we're playing a show with a pretty big band out of Pittsburgh called Old Neon, and they're, like, blowing up. And uh, we're playing with them. Uh, around Thanksgiving, I think maybe maybe it's December. I don't know in Erie at Lavery's, and um, never met the dudes. And uh, they just put on their Instagram Instagram story about our record. Um, man, yeah, this is this is what's been happening. You can hear this. 
this is crazy. My phone's just blowing up with people sharing our shit. So the album's doing good. So people are digging it, and uh, people who are close to me have have chimed in. Friends in other bands and whatnot have said, "Oh man, I, right now I really like this song." Or you know, someone will be like, "Oh, I really like this song." Not once has anybody told me the same song, which tells me we, we wrote a good record. You know what I mean? It's not like everyone's like, oh, this is the fucking song that's amazing on the record. It's like, they're like, man, this is my favorite. This is my favorite. This is my favorite. This is like people writing and they're all different songs. And I'm like, wow, this is great. This is good news for me. That, that tells me that we wrote a really good album. So I feel good about it, man. All that's behind us. We got a release show on the 11th. I've been like just exhausted working on this music stuff. In fact, I just did I just did a little video for the Wrapped. Spotify has Spotify Wrapped at the end of the year. If our band shows up on somebody's Wrapped, then Spotify's like, oh, you can get ahead of it and record like a thank you message, do a video and upload it, and then we'll give it to them if, if you make their Wrapped. I'm like, all right. So I just finished doing that. I don't know if anyone's even going to be in anybody's fucking top whatever on Spotify. I highly doubt it. But did that. This thing never ends, man. This thing, and in fact, I was supposed to go flyer for our show today. It didn't happen. I, no way. I, I was just so I was doing house stuff all day. I wanted to get a little more Alan Wake in, you know. And uh, I just, I don't know. The the local printing shop is uh, move. They move, but they're not open on the weekends. Mandelbrox isn't where they're normally at. They they moved somewhere. I forget where they moved. I don't know where you can get prints made around here anymore. Like, I, where do you go to get to run off some? some prints <laughs> like everyone has a printer now i'm not going to use an inkjet printer to print fucking flyers so anyways long story short it's been a busy busy time with this album stuff but i have gotten some gaming in what else there was something else i wanted to talk about also um nah, that might be it really just the album's doing good and uh we did pull that i wanted to make sure i i let the listeners know we we pulled it off that service and and it's it's now there we had someone from london just order the the vinyl which is crazy so Hmm. weird you know i told troy i said well there goes that order because shipping is going to be like a thousand dollars on that like we just don't anticipate people from out of this you know the continental states to order a record and when you got to do the international shipping it's such a pain (sighs) just do it through usps you just got to fill out that little fucking customs card, and then they just send it. I mean, there's nothing really complicated about it. It costs extra. It costs a lot more, I think. Yeah, yeah. Send Dude, it media mail. and then... amp to France. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> if I can ship an amp to France for $100, I'm pretty sure you could ship a record over there for – now, granted, that was years ago. I don't know what it is now. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, just with all the terrorism and stuff going on, like it's hard to send stuff internationally. That's why a lot of stuff, when you – when you uh, when people are talking about merchandise, like yeah, we we only ship to the intercontinental, you know, forty eight states or whatever. Some people ship to Alaska, and Hawaii, but hmm. it's kind of a pain. Um, anywho, we're not here to talk about all that mumbo jumbo garbage uh, that we just talked about. Actually, we are kind of. Oh, and I guess I'll just top it off. We got our stickers from. Uh, for the one of my land. So if you order a vinyl record, you'll be getting a big one of my land sticker here with our album art, which is cool. So those are in. Um, so we're giving those away with free. Um, well, with for free for vinyl record orders online. So I'll shut up about it. I'm just stoked to put it behind me. Um, it's amazing. The amount of relief you feel when, when it's finally done, 
and it'll be officially done when we play when we're done with our release show uh when that's all said and done it'll be fantastic um love doing it but man it is it is a labor of love but let's talk about some video games jake every episode we talk about playstation games typically that we're playing usually they're playstation games and uh last episode last episode jake and i were playing some games you picked up spider-man t- i gotta mute this thing i thought i did jeez um i thought i did but um i uh uh what did i say i thought you were picking up spider-man 2 sorry I rephrased my thing I said about that. This, I'm just mentally exhausted right now. Sorry, guys. And uh, I've been playing Alan Wake 2. Uh, I was only like four or five hours into Alan Wake 2 last episode. I am now 15 hours in to Alan Wake 2. And I think I'm nearing the finish line. Um, something interesting about Alan Wake 2 that the game does in a weird way. And this isn't a spoiler. But you play... Two characters. They've been. Remedy has already indicated this. You can. You can switch. Kind of like GTA 5. You can switch characters at most of the save points and play someone else's. Like the other character's story. You can also choose not to. So it gives you this liberty to like switch in between but i'm enjoying the fbi agent story so much they're like i don't want to flip to alan wake's story like i want to just see her story through um alan wake's story is a little more little more uh confusing right because it's like this dark stuff the dark place stuff so i'm really enjoying like it's even though the fbi agent story is still you're interfacing with the dark place and like the weird, the weird reality fiction, you know, fact fiction, nonfiction, whatever. You don't really know what's real and what's not, but there's a mop bucket at the save points. And if you push and hold the X button, it transports you into the other person's story. And I'm thinking like, am I missing? Like, can I, what if I beat the game with the FBI agent but I don't play like the majority of the Alan Wake side of the story. What happens? Does it, does it? So like, I'm thinking about the stories and how they might be running linear to one another. And I don't know that that's the case. So I think just whenever I go back to Alan Wake's story, it's just going to pick me right up where I left off. It's not going to put me where he is in the moment that I'm at with my current character. You know what I mean? Like, so imagine having two branchings, two stories running parallel. This one goes up a little bit. This one goes like this far up. And I'm like, Oh, I want to switch over to Alan Wake's story. It doesn't jump to like the, the equal. It doesn't jump to like Alan Wake's story here. It's going to jump back here. So I'm, I feel like I'm going to be more disconnected about how their two stories are integrating but not really because when you're playing the fbi this isn't spoilery at all but when you play the fbi agent you have interactions with alan wake so you kind of know where he's at i don't know it's fucking weird the way they're doing this and i think it's a remedy thing like like i think they want it to be kind of weird but i'm starting to get to a point where i'm like a little apprehensive like what if i get to the fbi agent's end of her story 
and I don't play the Alan Wake shit, but I, but I'm invested in her story right now that I don't really want to go do anything else. I want to keep pushing her story forward because it's so good. And, and anytime I've taken a break from it and come back, I'm less invested in her story then. So I just want to run her story to the end and then go do Alan Wake's story and run that. But like my concern is, is I'm going to miss something if I don't keep hopping back and forth. So the game doesn't make it clear. It's it's a I don't call it a flaw, call it creative. I don't know what it is. I, I don't think you can miss anything. I, I was it's so hard to know. Like I wanted to like listen to some reviews that are non spoilery, and I got the impression from the little that I've listened to and watched online is that it's completely up to you how. You want to run their stories like you can do one all the way to the end and then do the other one or you can bounce back and forth. It's weird. It doesn't it doesn't tell you when to switch either. It just gives you like this save room. And if there's a mop bucket there, you can switch. You don't have to. I don't know, man. It's weird. And you can switch in the middle of your like in the middle of like the FBI agent store, like the, the quest, the mission the chapter you can just switch over to alan wake and then get into a middle of his find a mop bucket and switch and it's just like this is a little it's a little disjointed that way i'd ra- right now i'm enjoying just playing the fbi agent store i'm loving the shit out of it it's really good alan wake 2 is really good well, well it's only disjointed because you're choosing to move back and forth you don't have to do that i mean if i assume that if you're playing as the one character the whole time it doesn't feel disjointed no it doesn't it's not at all you're jump- it's only when you're jumping back and forth so yeah that's kind of a weird thing i i i get what they were going for but i mean granted i haven't played the game yet but i was thinking about downloading it oh, here shortly you got to um is i almost wish they would just do like a uh like a near automata thing where it's just like no, it's just the second time you play through the story, the other you play character. as Alan Wake. That's what they did in Resident or Evil, or whatever. Two or three, you can do that, right? One of those games. But you could choose at the beginning which one you play as. Yeah. So they could have done the same thing here, right? But, but I, I kind of like that that thing. But at the same time, it's like it's kind of neat that they give you the option. Yeah, I agree. Rather than, uh, I, but I don't know. I mean. I guess it, I guess, and when you boil it down, you can do it however you want. They gave you the tools to be able to do whatever you want, but uh, it is kind of interesting. Um, like I, I was kind of wondering how that worked because when they said that this was like a thing in the game, whenever um, Sam Lake announced that, I was like, oh, that doesn't really like rub me the right way. Yeah. If that makes any sense, like something about that seems. Like, like it's going to cause problems narratively. Well, that's the thing. And I, I, I want to play it know. the way that they intended to be digested narratively. And I guess maybe it doesn't matter. Giving you the option. Yeah, I don't know that it even matters. But they don't even say this is what you should be doing. They're just like, oh, if you want to play Alan Wake's story, you can just use the mop bucket to do it. And it's like, okay, am I supposed to be doing this every time it shows up? Like, should I be doing his story first? Do I need to catch him up to where the the FBI uh, character's name is Saga? So I'll just say that much. Her name is Saga. Weird name. But the Remedy does weird names like that. But So I don't know, man. It is what it is. I really, I really love the shit out of this game. The more I play it, the enemies are difficult. Like, uh, the first down of the week, they throw a ton of enemies at you, right? Tons. In this game, there's like maybe three 
per encounter, but like they're quick and they'll fuck you up. So it's not like Dark Souls hard, but it's like you you gotta like you gotta make sure you get the drop on them. And uh, some of them are really fast, and then they have these wolves. And this is kind of spoilery, but it's not. They just have wolf. A wolf is a type of enemy you can encounter in the forest, and like they uh they'll like jump attack you from behind and knock you over and then by the time you're back on your feet like they're gone but they're there they're like hiding and like you can find them but like looking for them like they're really quick so like you find yourself use i find myself using a lot of ammo shooting into bushes and shit thinking that they're there and then they're not and like and then they'll sneak up and they're fast as fuck and it's it adds an element of like oh shit you know i gotta fucking kill this thing it's gonna get me and i've been killed by wolves more than anything in the game so far Mm. um it's i really like how they handled the enemies i i like i like that they went for difficult to defeat fewer of them although there was one part in alan wakes i i sent you a text yesterday i said i played probably the most ridiculous thing i've played in a long time i don't know exactly how i worded it but like dude remedies at it again and the graphics are so good in this game that like they're really starting to blur the line between live action and like their animation and CG. And it's really fucking confusing sometimes if you're looking at like a CG character or like live action, which is awesome. Yeah. It's really fucking cool. And like dude, there's this there's this section of Alan Alan Wake's story where like I had no fucking clue. Like it was just, it was the most creative, cool fucking thing I've seen in a video game in such a long time. It was awesome. So this game a hundred percent is worth checking out. If you're even remotely interested, um, I'm not a hundred percent sure yet what's happening with the story per se, but it's, it's not as bad as what control was story wise. Um, although it definitely is linked to control for sure, a hundred percent. This this game is more linked to control than control was linked to Alan Wake One. Um, this and the original Control are are very much tied together. Um, I don't think you need you don't need to play Control to enjoy Alan Wake Two because you won't even know what the fuck Control is anyways when you play it and beat it. But like ultimately, all you need to know is that there's a government branch called like the the bureau of control or the division of control and they just fuck around with uh different instances of reality essentially that's like they're supposed to oversee this shit different instances of reality is my understanding um but they get involved in alan wake too a little bit but not not incredibly involved from what i can tell so far we'll see but god it's fucking good dude and then the other thing I want to bring up real quick, and then I'll let you tell us about what you're playing, Jake, is my black dual dual sense controller now. No, my red one, my red one, which is a recent dual sense. Now a stick drift. It's got it. It's infected. Uh, I, that's my second one now. My original white controller, and now the the red one. Both have stick drift, so I only have one controller left that I can use, and it's the black controller. So. I gotta buy another controller because I, I need to have two. I need to have two so one can be in charge while I'm playing. You know what I mean? And I'm really annoyed by this. And it's it's. Are a, you sure you just can't factory reset them? 
uh, I I guess I could try, but I mean, it's it seems like a seems like a hardware issue to me. Like if I tap, if I'm the left thumbstick, if I just don't even push it, but if I just touch it a little bit, it just starts going this way, like whatever's on the screen. Mm-hmm. And I gotta almost offset it to get it to stop. It's like a it's a fucking problem with these controllers, for sure. You haven't had this issue at all yet. No, I have three of them. I've never had that issue. You don't play enough yet. Just wait. Maybe. You'll get yeah, one. Yeah, it's, it's possible. I've got one that the the X button doesn't work on it, but other than that... <laughs> you spilled all, something on it? Is work. it? <laughs> I, I don't know why it doesn't work. I mean, it worked forever, and I dropped it, and now the X button doesn't work. Yeah, dude. This, this stick drift is a big issue with these controllers. I, I mean, it has to be. I mean, I'm not I'm not incredibly tough on my controllers, you know, but this is the second one now. The OG controller and now the red one, which I really liked. So in my black... Do other people have this issue? Yeah. Yeah, it's known. It's a bit... Hmm. In fact, you can find a lot of refurbished DualSense controllers on, on GameStop and Walmart and stuff. Like, because they'll, they'll send them in, they'll get, they'll get fixed... And then they'll sell them for like 10 bucks cheaper than a brand new one. And it's like, yeah, who knows what the battery life of those are, you know? Yeah. You got to, you got to buy new. So, and it sucks because Sony Direct just had that sale on some of the shit. So maybe Black Friday, I'll pick up another one. It's just right around the corner. So hopefully they run a deal on some of those. I don't know. I just hate buying shit like that, dude. You know, I hate buying hardware stuff. I have one that works. I'd rather put the money towards a game or something else that I actually need. I mean, it is what it is. I know LJ had that's, one that had a stick drift part of it. Yeah. I mean, for what I've spent now on two dual senses, I should have just bought the dual sense edge. Unless that one breaks too. Battery life is worse but I, the on dual that sense ed, The dual sense edge, you might be able to like replace the sticks or something. I, I don't know. I would assume it's the, the sensor or whatever that's causing that issue, but... You never know. I mean, it could just be like the 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 way that the stick goes into the little thing in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's loose, and that's why that's happening. I don't know. It's really, really bizarre. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It says how, there's like <laughs> how to fix. Is your PS5 controller drifting? How to fix? How to fix stick drift on a PS5 controller? videos all over the place and then adjust your uh input threshold on the ps5 controller to fix your stick drift like it's a big thing ps5 controller drift how to fix dual sense drifting problems radio times digital trends how to fix your joystick drift on the ps5 it's like a big fucking issue with these controllers and it's it's an unsung issue um and it's kind of frustrating everyone says it's just the input threshold um I don't know how you can you can go to the settings oh of the game you're playing if it has it. And then another option is to reset the dual shock. So you can uh the dual sense, sorry. Um so turn off the PS5 console using a straightened paperclip, press and hold the reset button inside the small hole in the back of the PS5 controller for five seconds. Turn the console back on after the dual sense controller fully disconnects. And they say clean the analog stick. Make sure software is up to date. Turn off the controller's Bluetooth. Turn it back on. I'll try the restart thing on mine. Maybe that'll do something. Yeah, it might. 
Man. It very well could be that some kind of internal calibration thing got fucked up and with the firmware update or I don't know. Yeah. What about you, Jake? What are you Maybe playing? Fix it. Um, I'm still playing Spider-Man 2. I'm like, according to the PS5, I'm like right at the end. I'm like 85 or 90% of the way through the main story. Mm-hmm. But I've been kind of going around and just doing some of the other shit in the city to uh, basically just like get a bunch of resources and kind of just max out the like the character. Yeah. So um if if you haven't played a Spider Man game before, basically there's all these tasks you can do all over the city, like uh, I don't know, like different little side missions and quests and like uh, little uh little like hideouts with like bad guys you can clear and and, like photo ops and all this weird shit. And if you do them, you get all these resources and then you can use those to upgrade your spider suit or, or whatever. And then you also get XP, which when you level up, you get skill points to upgrade like the character skills and everything. So I don't know. I'm just, I could see myself maybe platinuming this game, so I figure before I finish the story, I'll just do myself a favor and, and clear off some of this stuff off the map just to basically get all the skills and everything maxed out. And then um, if I beat the game, it'll be easier to beat the game at that point. And then when I do beat the game, if I want to do the platinum, it'll I'll just have less work to do after that. So I've been kind of kind of dicking around there mm. um but uh it, it's it's really good i like it a lot i good. don't really have a whole lot else to to say about it yeah uh, but uh there's a character that just showed up that's from the first game and i don't like fucking remember it at all like i kind of wish that i had maybe <laughs> watched a little bit more of an in-depth recap of the first game rather than just watch the little thing that they gave you at the beginning of the thing yeah um so very good. Anywho, that's it. Yeah, that's on my list. In fact, I uh, I do the PS Stars thing. Do you do that yet? Through the app? I'm signed up for it, and I get emails that I've leveled up, but I don't have the app installed, so I have no idea what the fuck's going on. Dude, with it. I had I had 6,000 points. I don't know from what, and uh, that's a $20 gift card. So I got $20 yeah. credit on my PSN. There you go. Yeah, you should check yours. You probably have racked up something enough to get you a voucher for something. I'm I'm gonna be using that towards Spider Man too for sure. There you go. Yeah. Twenty bucks? Hell yeah. Um It's cool that they give you that uh they give you like that's kind of a neat sort of perk, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, you can redeem your points for that. You can redeem your points for other stuff, but I mean for me, I mean, you know, cash is king, dude. Is there not like a PlayStation Stars website? I don't know. I I access it. You have to use the app. I access it through my app. Because I I like go out of my way. Dude, fucking everything in the world has an app now, and I fucking hate it. So (laughs) I like go out of my way to not install apps if I can if I can get away with it. You gotta have the PlayStation. There is like a way. You You don't have the PlayStation app on your phone. No. Nope, oh, it's fantastic. It. I've I've never had a reason to use it. Like, uh, what do you even uh-huh. use it for? Uh, for instance, on my break at work, when Alan Wake uh-huh. came out, I bought Alan Wake on the app, and when I got home, it was ready to play. Uh, yeah, I can do that through the browser. I don't need the app. Uh, app is so much easier because it saves your login. Is it though? Shit. Is it really? Yes, though? it is. I doubt it. Listeners, I highly doubt it. Listeners, tell Jake he's missing out. 
The app is much better. There's, there's, there's no, there's very rarely a mobile website or app that is easier or more convenient to use than a browser website. I'm just throwing that out there. I disagree. As a general rule of thumb. I disagree. Dude, you are so fucking brainwashed by the, the no modern way. age. This is so much easier. You could do, you could do the challenge for Marvel Spider-Man two right now. Um, you could do the challenge for the November check-in. You could do the challenge for, I don't know, man. Do you, do you own Elden Ring? Mm, my brother does. Mm. I have it. I mean, I can download it because I'm linked. With if you got the shard bearer Godric trophy on Elden Ring, you'd get 50, 50 points. So you could just got to sign so up. I've for got, it. I've got like 5,000 points. That's enough for a $20 gift card. Yeah. Do it. They just put it right in your wallet on the PSN. Just tell it you want it. Redeem that shit. It's awesome. Yeah, like you can't do anything without the app for this. I don't don't like it at all. That's what I'm telling you. Get the Uh, fucking app. To me, me it feels like I'm I'm being forced upon. Mm. Like... Why do I have to install a fucking app? PlayStation is making like the, advances on Jacob. Like it, it, it literally, <laughs> dude. Like I, I bought. Get this. I bought a fucking window air conditioning unit for my house, mm. and it's like download the fucking app to figure out how to set up the. And I'm just like, come on, who fucking cares? Like I shouldn't have to download an app on my fucking phone. For instructions to install a window air conditioner. Yeah. Um, Who like or my washer and dryer? They have a fucking app. Well, you're, like, you're buying on. too nice like, of stuff is the problem. You got to just go for the generics. They won't come with apps. I try to buy. Well, here's the thing: is that I, if I ever buy an appliance or anything like that, I try to buy something that's Energy Star rated. That's just like typically I try to do that because it's it's not only is it, it's just more efficient generally. Yeah, they do cost a little bit more money, but typically you can get something Energy Star rated for not that big of a, a price increase. Yeah. But it seems like most of them now are like, oh, yeah, but, it, you know, it, you can make it more energy efficient if you, like, have the app and you can schedule this and schedule that right. and do all this stuff. And I'm like – Your toilet's okay. connecting to your broadband internet, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I, I just – until – at some point, somebody needs to come up with a solution for this to where, like, I don't have to have 5,000 apps on my phone. Because it's like you then, then you install these apps and it's like, okay, I've got this app on my phone. It's taken up all this space that I, that I literally open once every six months. But I can't delete it because if I delete it, I'll forget my fucking password and then I won't know how to turn on my air conditioner. Yeah. And so it's like, uh, I don't know. I didn't mean to go on a diatribe there. It's just like I <laughs> I just get so – the older I get, the less technology I want. Like there are certain things that I think technology has done a really good job at advancing, making quality of life better and everything. Like for example, I bought a – like a home energy monitoring system. So yeah. I can like open you up the that app up and it the tells me. Yeah. Yeah. And it tells me like what devices in my house are using this power and all that. And it's very useful and all this. Um, being able to like cash checks through the app on my phone. Like that's fucking neat. I don't have to go to the ATM. So nice. Like Mobile that. deposit. Yeah. But even things like. If you're in a pinch, just write like $500,000 on one and then just 
you know that's illegal yeah. but do it it'll work <laughs> for like a day but i um but like and you'll go to jail i don't know man even like with cars <laughs> and stuff like like i used to always be just totally enamored with the newest technology and vehicles and everything and all like the bells and whistles and uh, and everything and now it's like now like i don't i don't want all that like i like i like it costs so much money and i don't know it's a it's a a, a digression that's fine anyway that's playstation fine. stars i've got like 4500 points or 5000 points or whatever the fuck it is so maybe i'll go in there see if i got some bucks and maybe I'll use it towards Alan Wake 2, because I do want to play that. That's what I would do. Um, I'm going to use mine for then, uh, Spider-Man 2, for sure. Yeah, man. I, I'm curious how you're going to like Spider-Man, because it's. I think it's really good. But I do feel like the story is damaged by the two Spider-Men. And I think that it, it, I think it falls into the same conversation that we were just having about Alan Wake. Like, I think it just having two characters sometimes is neat, but you want it to be like a, like a, like a little zest on the story. Kind of like in the last, you want it to do justice to the story you're telling, not, not take away, right? Not to be a detriment. You don't want it to, you don't want it to harm the pacing and all that stuff. Right. Anyway, a digression. Well, and then there's one other thing. Uh, <laughs> that drives me nuts about this game is that, and it's it's literally a nothing thing. But everybody in New York City calls both Spider Men Spider Man. So, and you call each other Spider Man when you're talking to each other on the phone. So it's like unless there's a specific situation where you're calling, where you're saying Miles or Peter or whatever, like when you're like literally just in public talking to each other, it's like Spider Man saying Spider Man, help me over here, and then other Spider Man's like Spider Man, help me over That's here, weird. And, and everyone's just it's it's fucking strange. It's one of those things where it's just like, can you just be like, like I don't really know you, you why really it, why like, address them as Spider Man at all, like, and not just say help me. You don't really want to be like you don't really want to say like black Spider-Man. <laughs> you gotta be like right. you don't want to say like that. Right. But like I don't know. Spider Boy. I mean, I, I know that you're not supposed to like know who they are, right? So they don't nobody knows that Miles is is Miles and no one knows that Peter is Spider Man, right? But they know yeah. that they're different Spider Men because they have different outfits. The city and, like, does. Everybody knows like everybody knows There's, their outfits aren't like, different enough. I mean, they're close I enough. I mean they're pretty close, but one's black and one's blue and red. So right. there's a bit of a difference there. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's just a weird thing. Like, just conversationally, it's like, how does that not get confusing? What they could have done is implement the newspaper. I know I haven't played it at all. Maybe they implement the newspaper, the news stories and stuff. And, like, they, you know, the news stories could identify one as a certain way and identify others another way. Then the city would know what to say about them. Call them something. Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2. That'd be funny. Spidey 1 over here. Spidey 2. Um, it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, there's a couple of like uh, those like, you know, like when in Spider-Man 1, you probably remember when you're flying, when you're like swinging around the city, occasionally like a, a, a newscast from J. Jonah Jameson will pop up or whatever and like play in the background where he's commenting yeah. on how Spider-Man's a menace and all this stuff. And uh, there's been occasionally where like he's referring to both of them and he refers to miles as like spider-man's underling or something like that so yeah. it's it's a uh, it's very 
I don't know. I like if anybody is listening and they know more in depth the story of Spider-Man through comics or whatever, maybe you can explain this a little bit to me. But to me, it just seems like from a just just like a straight up convenience standpoint, it would just be so confusing hearing Spider-Man and Spider-Man talking to Spider-Man. It's like, uh, have you ever seen you? I don't know if you've probably ever seen the show. There's a there's a show on Hulu called Letterkenny. Uh, I'm familiar with it. I've never watched it. Yeah. Um, well, they did a spinoff show called Shorzy, which is about a hockey player. And he is, like, building this team. Sarah and I just finished the new season. It's so fucking good. Um, but he builds this team, and he needs uh, he needs muscle. So the general manager of the team sends him out to pick up these three native guys. Like they're like native Americans and uh, all three of them are named Jim. And so, so he's like, he's like, so we got to call you each something special. You know, we got to call you like Jimbo, Jimmy and Jim Bob. Yeah. Just so we know, like we can, and they're like, no, we don't like that. We all like to be called Jim. So like the, like the rest of the show is just like, they're just calling them the gyms because, and, and like referring to them collectively because like, it's confusing whenever you call out Jim and like, there's three of them on the ice at the same Absolutely time. Ridiculous. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we can move on. That, that, that's a, uh, I, I'm probably going to try and, rip through the rest of spider-man 2 yeah. hopefully this week it might take if i'm going for the platinum it might take another couple weeks but um i'm really enjoying my time with it it's i love the accessibility options for it when i say that i mean mostly like the difficulty options how granular it is like like there was a fight that i was struggling like really struggling with because they put just a shitload of enemies on me mm-hmm. and i was just struggling with it so all I did is dropped the difficulty specifically on the time from the spidey sense to when you actually get hit. So you have more of like a little bit more of a warning for the react from the, the spidey sense yeah. to when you actually get hit. And it just gives you that little bit of extra time. I left all of the damages that I do and I'm dealt like I left all that shit the same. Everybody's health is the same, but just giving you that little extra window to react. Cause I feel like, dude, I feel like the older I get, the worse I'm getting at this kind of shit in games. Just like the, my reaction times just aren't as good as they used to be. Dude, you gotta and get so, good. I know. I just I don't have I I don't have the time to be able to sweat it out like I used to. So, mm. uh, but you can change all that shit on the fly. So you could drop it for a battle and then bump it back up for the rest. You of You know it why you're not? It's neat. You know why you're getting worse at that stuff? Is because you're always changing the setting to make it easier. If you just played it the way they want you to and, and just got through one, I think your your instincts would come back. Your reactions would come back to you. It's like people who – it's like not wearing glasses. It's like if, you, if you're supposed to wear glasses, okay, I get it. But you're just enabling yourself to never refocus your vision to where it needs to be. So like – that's that's 100 percent wrong and like every single thing you just said is wrong about vision. but i'm just but, trying to be a devil's advocate i know i know the glasses thing is bullshit because but, but i uh, really get worse when i don't put on glasses but i like to be fair i don't ever 
um, change the difficulty. Like I always have everything on medium or, or normal or whatever, like the standard difficulty is. Yeah. I won't change something until, unless there's like one of two circumstances, either I've been struggling with something for a long time and I just am just fed up or it's a point of the game or a side quest or scenario or whatever that literally does not matter. And I don't care about the combat at that point And I just want to get through it. Yeah. So like I always do my best to try to get through games on the intended difficulty. And, uh, but I am, I'm also glad that they give me that option because, quite frankly, I would probably give up on games a lot sooner just because of I don't have as much time as I used to. If it was going to take, if I, it, like, there are times where if I've got to sit that sit there and get good, I'm just going to play something else because I don't have the time to commit to just sweating it. I don't want to spend the 45 minutes I have that day to play video games fucking get my ass kicked like playing Killzone so, when it came out yeah yeah i never did beat that game i got like to the very end and then never beat it well i never beat a that alien game either because i got ripped on the timer i never went back to well it. i heard i heard that that game is just too long to begin with yeah but you're talking about alien isolation no 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 the other one the one i got the the turn-based one i bought Oh, oh yeah, Dark yeah. I would, I would, I would swear off that game too, probably if I got in that scenario. Yeah, I never went back to it. I was at the, I was literally a, at the last mission. That's just a bad mechanic, in my opinion. Right, I, I hate those countdown yeah, clocks. It is what it is. Let's talk about listener feedback, dude. Um, every show, listeners uh, that write in uh, typically will have their thing read to us, uh, read to everybody, and uh, you can write in on the YouTube channel. You can write in on our Patreon website if you're a patron of the show and uh, you can send us an email at psisawesome at gmail.com lately the the input from our listener base has been not as not as high volume as it has been in the past but also not as low volume it has been in the past so i appreciate the people writing in and we encourage you to keep doing so i will say that uh i think switching to the wednesday show has affected our youtube views but i don't care because um, this works better for us. So if you want the episodes on Monday, sign up to the Patreon, become a patron of the show. And if you want the episodes when they normally come out on Wednesday, then just uh, keep doing things as you're doing them. I don't promise that you'll get them on Monday, but I do promise that you'll get them um, at the very least by Wednesday, provided there are no issues. But uh, I try to get all the patrons to show a little early. I'd be curious to hear if the patrons actually listen that to the early episode. Um, cause if they don't, man, why am I even doing it anyways? Cause I'm not promising it. Let's talk about listener feedback. So one black talent writes in and one black talent says, please tell Jake, there's a deer hunter at my house right now, hopefully thinning the herd. <laughs> and I said, I'm sure Jake will be happy to hear this tonight. Uh, that was, that was a, a nice little comment. Um, and then, we were talking about on the last episode about the preservation of video games, and I was I was briefly talking about how if all of the devices available to recreate music were no longer valid, right? CD players, uh, vinyl record players, cassette decks, A tracks, um, 
you know, at least humans could get together in a space in the same moment and recreate music as you would hear it, like on the record, right? So that it, it wouldn't be necessarily lost so long as you had a vessel to create those songs. Um, video games is different. So when all these consoles quit working, we were talking, is there, is there, is there going to be like some sort of master encoding device so we can start digitizing and preserving all of these games and not requiring certain like, emulators are kind of like that. But one black talent writes in and said, this reminds me of the movie yesterday. And I, I never heard of this movie. So I looked it up and I said, man, I've never seen it. I'm going to watch it now. And then he wrote back, which I didn't put in the notes here, said, I highly recommend you watch it. So, this is in regards to me talking about music um, being lost, maybe, essentially, and not being able to be recreated um, on CD or whatever. So this guy in this movie trailer, I want to watch this. Have you heard of this movie? Nope. It, it's fucking awesome. The trailer is awesome. So I appreciate the, shot, the, the recommendation with Black Talent. So I got to watch this. So the trailer is essentially this guy gets in an accident or something. Something happens. All the power flickers in the entire world. This guy gets hit by a car, wakes up in a, in a he's a musician, wakes up in a hospital bed. And then out of nowhere, it's as if the Beatles never existed. But he knows all the songs. Because he's like, he knows how to play Beatles songs. Oh, I've heard of this movie. Yeah. So he goes out. And he's playing like yesterday and Hey Jude and all this stuff. And people are like, wow. Like initially he's like trying to show these songs to like his family and they're like taking text messages and stuff. Having never heard like, you know, yesterday or, or whatever, he's sitting at a piano. He's like, oh, my troubles seem so far. And the guy's like phone beeps. He goes, hold on a second. And he's like writing someone back. He goes, I'm trying to show you a song. And he's like, oh, sorry. I just got a text from a little. So it's like, it's how I feel as a songwriter. Not that I'm writing fucking McCartney-esque songs like fucking yesterday, but like, it's weird. So the idea is, and, and then he, he just starts coming up with these songs. He's on the James Corden show. Uh, and James is like, Dude, can you write a song right now? Something you've never come up with before. Just write one for us. And he plays like this really famous Beatles song that no one knows. And people are like, oh, my God, how's he doing this? You know, and they think he's like the greatest musician ever, you know, and he gets really famous. And then there, there must be a plot point or something somewhere because they're like, oh, there, there are two people that say that you're stealing their music, which is interesting to think. Um, so I, I got to watch this movie. It looks awesome. It's called Yesterday. It came out in like 2019 or 2020 or something. Maybe 2021. I don't know when it came out, but the trailer's cool. 2019, it looks like. Yeah, I got to watch this. Yeah, I was actually, whenever, uh, I, I forgot about this movie, but whenever I saw, he said, whenever he said something about the movie yesterday, the first thing I thought was uh, the, the Beatles song yesterday, but then I was thinking of like the... Uh, Guns N' Roses song "Yesterdays" yeah, off of "Use Your Illusion," which is a great two, song. Which yesterdays, is awesome. <laughs> dude, dude, so good, so good. Yeah, "Yesterdays" anyway. is probably their most underrated song. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Jake and I are very uh, big old school Guns N' Roses fans. They're so um, good. Um, anyway, so yeah, I uh, um, that's pretty cool. I was just I. So uh, this is a total non sequitur, but I'm uh, I was talking last week about beers and the ounces. Oh yeah, someone beers. wrote in about Remember that. It? Yeah, so so I wanted to you you text me and you said some I was at work or whatever mm. when you texted me. So I don't think I LJ. Wanted to do, yeah, I saw it and I 
Was it LJ? Yeah. Yeah. That said LJ sent me a well, text. Got, He's got my number. Yeah. Here, I got to show LJ this. If if you can fucking read this, this is Spotten Oktoberfest from Munich, imported 12 ounces. <laughs> Suck my dick, LJ. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, you got to tell I'm the audience kidding. what I'm LJ kidding. said, though. You can't. You can't. He said, oh, 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 he said something about like, oh, it's like 350 milliliters is a normal bottle size over there, which equates to uh, 11.1 ounces. Is he wrong, though? Two ounces or whatever it is. I, I think he's probably right. In all fairness to LJ, I think he's probably right. And it's probably just certain breweries opt to Accommodate. size up their bottles mm. for uh, North American consumption. But uh, I just thought it was funny that, that I, I saw that. You sent me that, and then on Friday on my way home, I bought a six-pack of this this beer, and I pulled the bottle out of the fucking thing, and it said 12 ounces on it, and I was just like, oh, I'm going to You felt fucking vindicated. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for thanks but, that. No, no, no. LJ's, LJ's probably right. I'm not going to lie about that. <laughs> I'm sure he is, yeah. I mean, that would be quite a thing to just throw, throw back at us. <laughs> not knowing what the hell you're talking about. So I'm sure he knows. Um, that's so funny, though. Yeah, very good. Very good. Well, let's move on. Uh, so movie recommendation from Black Talent is yesterday, if you're interested in that kind of thing. Alternate universe thing. I, my guess is the guy's actually in a coma or something. I'm going to predict the ending. He's probably in a real coma, and he's dreaming in his coma state about being the next. And then he probably comes out of it, and the Beatles exist, is my guess. I don't know. I'm good at predicting these things. News. Let's get into news. We talk about the news every episode, and I appreciate this list of news. There's some good stuff here, and we're going to start off. We're going to start off talking about... Hold on. Jesus. I tried to not do this. My pen quit working. The PS Plus games for November. Mafia 2 Definitive Edition... Aliens, Fireteam Elite, and Dragon Ball The Breakers. These definitive editions of Mafia, uh, I hear, are really good. And I think that there's probably something there for everybody in this list, to be honest. Although, I don't think these games are going to get a lot of play right now, especially with Alan Wake 2 and Spider-Man coming out. I think a lot of people are devoting their time to those games. But, Jake, do you have anything to say about these offerings? Um... I'm gonna be honest with you. I was looking at a track listing for Use Your Illusion One and Two. Oh my god! Uh, but I and that those fucking albums are so good. Those first three Guns and Roses out. Uh, even like, uh, what was the what was the acoustic one they did? Civil War. Um, no. What? I don't. No, 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 no. Well, the, 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 the acoustic album? album. I don't remember what it was called. That had. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Sorry. These games are. Fine. I, I saw Dot Mafia 2 in there, and I was like, oh, well, maybe that would be something that would be interesting to check out. Because I never played the Mafia games, but I know some people really like them. So if you're into that, like, open-worldy, mobstery, GTA kind of game, um, maybe something for you. I, I've heard of dragon ball breakers but i don't know anything about it i mean obviously it's a, a dragon ball game but is it is it like a a fighting game or is it like a fucking like adventure game or something or is it just it looks kind of shitty i dude i have no idea um but uh so yeah who knows 
I'm, I'm going to say that this is a pretty weak month, other than maybe if you're super into Mafia 2. Yeah. Um, there's nothing really here that I'm probably interested in playing. I mean, I would be interested in checking out Mafia 2, but I, it would have to be a pretty slow time for me. Or or like a, like I would have to have some kind of a special itch to really want to download that game and play it, given all the other games that are available for me to play right now that I have on my backlog. So mm. I'm going to say that this month isn't for me, but hopefully there's something there for somebody. Yeah, fair enough. I, I think it's a good little list. Uh, I don't think it's like, oh, shit, you know, everyone jump in now. I don't think it's one of those situations, but I, I definitely think it's um, it's legit. Um it's not I, we've seen worse i guess is what i should say we've seen worse than this so that's saying something all right so the next news point that i have here is uh comes way of naughty dog a little bit um not directly from them so uh, the game game director naughty dog for the last of us online project presumably still titled factions i don't know how to pronounce his name uh, vinny maybe v i n i t Last name A G A R W A L Argar Argarwal Vinny Argarwal. Mm. Um, he did indicate recently via a statement or Twitter or somewhere. I don't even know where he said this, but games uh, news news uh, sites were reporting that, and they were quoting him. And this was on Push Square, and it says, "quote Yes, I'm still working on that game." End quote. So, in fact, there is at least one person working on factions. Um, perhaps maybe a tiny team. It had been rumored that the game was kind of put on ice and no one knew what was happening with it. Naughty Dog ha- still has yet to make a current statement regarding the status of factions. They did indicate that they were, uh, you know, scaling back the work on it, development work on it. And speaking of The Last of Us, on a side note here, um, and it was also announced that they're going to start filming. If anyone has been following Jake and I for a while, we've been doing PS. This is the last of us. Um, they're going to start filming season two for the Showtime series in early 2024. Now that the writer strike and all that stuff is done with. So I don't know. Part of me wonders. I, I don't know, man. Like the, these companies know all too well, the importance of timing with releasing games and stuff. I wonder if like part of this is like, manufactured so that they can have a release around the time that last of us two, uh, the last of us season two comes out or something. It's so hard to say really what happened because there was no real official statement from naughty dog about what the fuck is going on over there. Anything on that, Jake, that, that this guy has I come have a out. hard time believing that they would be that, uh, creative about their deception by like making it look like making their studio look bad you know what i mean it's the only thing anyone's gonna believe at this point i mean yeah so like i'm guessing that that's probably not a thing but uh you know i will say that it's not surprising that they're still working on this i think that they're probably just gonna they're probably just gonna have a team just kind of Maybe there was some rumors that maybe the reason for the the bungee critique of this game was the lack of stickiness, meaning they didn't have enough content ready for it. 
And so it could it wouldn't be surprising to me if like they're like, okay, the main team, everybody move on. Um we're not ready to release factions, but we're gonna keep a tiny team over here and they're just literally gonna start churning content. And then once we have enough content that we feel comfortable releasing this game and having a, a, a proper release schedule for new content then we'll re-reveal it, mm. and I guess it's never been officially announced. But, like, you know, it's... it's. I, I'm confident that this game still exists and that it will come out eventually. I'm confident that it's not a bad game. I'm just wondering on the mechanics of, like, is it actually still being worked on? And it sounds like it is, at least, like you said, at least one guy is working on it. But my guess is probably a little team is just... They probably just stuck him in a closet or in a room on one of the other floors to say, like, oh, you know, like, hey, you guys just hang out here and make content, make skins, make fucking guns, make freaking, you know, I don't know. Assets, yeah. uh, uh, Whatever, missions or or downloadable jiggers. I I have no idea. You know what I mean? Whatever you need for a live service game. Mm -hmm. Um, But... I don't know. I'm sure it's still out there. I'm sure it's good. We just need to kind of be patient. My my whole thought process on this is just like, I'm just going to forget, unless we have to talk about it on the news, I'm just going to forget that this game exists. And then hopefully when it come, when it re-reveals itself, I'll, I'll actually care about it. Yeah. Dude, I'll because, say this. I'll say this. And, yeah. I, and I think that you share the same the same appreciation for Naughty Dog. It's just been so fucking long since we've gotten a new game trailer from them. Like, I just, I went on a tirade a couple episodes ago about this shit. It's just like, I'm just hungry for something beautiful and something interesting and something that seems like somebody poured their heart and soul into in a trailer. Now, I'm not saying we didn't get that with Alan Wake 2 or, you know, Insomniac's uh, Spider-Man. I'm just saying... No one does it quite like Naughty Dog, in my opinion. And I'm just hungry for some new something from them. And, uh, yeah, it's hard to just kind of write this off, but I think that is the correct play, is just pretend like it doesn't even exist, because the more you sit and think about it, the more disappointed you're going to get. So just wait. I think you're right, Jake. That's what we got to do. It would be... We would be about due, because I'm I'm watching... So the first official trailer for the last of us part two came out on the in the game i think it was the game awards 2016 (laughs) that's crazy which would have been which would have been three and a half years from when the last of us came out so it's possible although they did uncharted in there um it's possible that at the Game Awards this year, we see something about their next game. God, I would fucking lose Whatever my that mind. might be. They um, just laid off some people, though, too, remember? So I don't know. Yeah, every, the, the, every, literally every – I mean, we'll talk about this, yeah. I guess. But I'm, I think basically every Sony first party had to lay off people. Yeah. So Naughty Dog, I guess, was not an exception to that. Um. But, I bet uh, you those people found jobs real fast. I don't know. I, I just want – here's the thing is that after The Last of Us Part Two, I don't know 
if I want a game like that again. Like I want Dude, them to fucking sign me up. <laughs> I it's just too You got to play it again. How many times have no, you played I, it? No, I it's not it's I I just don't want something like can we make something that does not you know want to make make me want to kill myself like walk off a fucking cliff yeah yeah like like i i i and, and it's not just games like i've gotten this way with a lot of the media that i consume yeah, like, i won't watch i won't watch shows like breaking bad or anything like that because it's like do the real world and like my day-to-day is stressful enough the last thing i want to do is be stressed the fuck out while i'm watching a tv show yeah. because the, it's about like some grimy ass super shit. heavy show yeah dude i they're not gonna do uncharted again and i respect that but like i, bet I would they love are. to see a new i i would love to see a new ip out of them that's sort of like in that more kind of positive vein a mm-hmm. little bit you know what i mean i like want an eddie raja back in my back in my game <laughs> eddie raja yeah. like that that fucking guy give him his own game hey nathan drake <laughs> <laughs> uh no i i don't know like it would be cool to see them do something new i mean you know they've been they've been grounded in reality for the past you know 10 years two decades almost 15 years not that quite that long but like 15 years so why not do something a little bit uh, a little bit weird again I think it'd be cool. Let's see them flex their chops. Although they might be built for this kind of game now. I'm sure they are. But just, yeah, but I mean, like they can. I I really think as much as people probably don't want to hear it, man. I think another Uncharted's the right play, dude. Yeah, I just don't think I don't think they want to do it. No, which they don't. is and and there's rumors that somebody else is working on an Uncharted yeah. game, which would be fine. Um, but. And to be honest with you, I don't know if I want them to make it either because you saw The Last of Us in Uncharted 4. Uncharted 4 was by far the darkest game in the whole series. That's just Druckmann's touch. Game. Yeah, they need to find a different game so, director. Like, it was like even the cover, the box art for the game is super fucking depressing. It's serious, yeah. Looming So ominous. like, you know, and I don't want that out of an Uncharted there game. There were a lot of jokes I, I, like, and stuff, I want, I want the wisecracking, you know, fucking pulpy action shit. You got you the know, marital issue, Nathan Drake, and uh, yeah, like the, the fucking backstabbing brother, and uh, you know, it's minor spoiler, not really, but uh, you know, um, yeah, you got all kinds of weird shit, and and you got about maybe one chapter of Victor Sullivan, who's fantastic, and like he was barely in it. And it was like, man, just fucking like give us the, some of the pulpy it, stuff. It, yeah, and it's like it's like half the game is about like Drake's marriage falling apart, <laughs> which is like, <laughs> come on, I mean, like can it, we just have some fucking fun? This is the last game. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, let him. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, it's it a bit of a digression. To be fair, I still loved the game. Oh, they're, I they. Still, I still, I still really like. You know, I still really like The Last of Us Part Two. You know, I loved all the DLCs. <laughs> like, I, I will admit I was a little soft on uh, Legacy. What, what was that game Lost called? Legacy. Lost Legacy. Um, I just, I don't like that they just, like, dropped you in, like, an open world, and it was just right. kind of whatever. Like, it, it didn't really, it it, well, it didn't seem as handcrafted as the other, one, other games. But um, I, I don't know. I, I, 
part like I, I'm of two minds. Mind number one is just fucking reveal that you're doing The Last of Us Part Three, finish it, get it over with, never fucking touch that franchise ever again, or do something new that we've never heard of before. In between The Last of Us Part Two and Part Three, we're gonna get The Last of Us Part Two remastered. Is what we're getting. Yeah, they've already talked yeah, about I'm that. Sure. I think. Briefly. Yeah, the game. The game looks. The game already looks photorealistic, but let's let's, let's spend another remas- two years. Let's on remaster it. it because you know that makes sense. Well, it make, means money. The only thing that I could think of the only the only reason why you would ever want to remaster The Last of Us Part Two in this day and age is to make it sixty frames a second. Yeah. Other than that, it needs nothing. Like I said, it's literally photorealistic. So, like, what what are you going to do? It runs so good on the PS5, I think. It might run at 60 on the PS5. I can't remember. I want to say... And there's no point other than fucking fishing dollars out of people's pockets. That's really the only point of it at that point. Well, let's move on, man. I don't know. Let's move on. Yeah. It's going to be a long show. Uh, The next, next news point is kind of related, but kind of not. So I found a way to bring it back around a little bit. But as an aside, Bungie lost like 100 staff recently. You know, they are a first-party studio, technically. Uh, Sony owns them, but they make, they're not making exclusive games, as far as I know right now, for, 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 for PlayStation. But they state, quote, one of the most difficult weeks in our studio's history, dot, 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 dot. And they go on to say that feedback and concerns you have brought uh, or that you have about Lightfall in recent seasons, as well as your responses to the reveal of the final shape, which is a new DLC. Uh, they say, we know we have lost a lot of your trust. Destiny needs a surprise and delight. We haven't done this enough, and that's going to change. And quote, the studio indicates they have over 650 people working on their upcoming DLC, the final shape. And as a result of the layoffs, Marathon is now delayed to 2025. Um, Speculatively, I believe, is the rumor. And I don't think it's official, but uh, everybody pretty much is saying that that is the case. In Destiny 2, the final shape is also pushed back. And I'm just going to add one little sidebar thing here, and then we can discuss. And I just have in my notes here that it's. I think it's really funny... How Bungie somehow put the kibosh on Naughty Dog's faction game, but then they laid off 100 of their own employees for not meeting the expectations of their fan base. And now maybe Naughty Dog did know what they were doing, and maybe they were serving their audience in a way that Bungie couldn't understand. So I think it's interesting that the studio that just got rid of 100 people (laughs) is the exact same studio that we presumably think were the ones that were called in to review factions that said, no, game, put it on ice, no good. Weird. The way that Naughty Dog must be feeling right now has well, to be kind of my, shitty. My understanding is that the way that Sony did this, too, is kind of fucked. Like, they really kind of... They really kind of... Uh, dicked over. Bungie? Bungie as part of this as well. Cause like, well, they're probably mad at know, Bungie about what they did to factions. <clears throat> I, well, it's just they, it sounds to me like Sony's just being assholes. But I, you know, obviously, I don't know anything. Take everything that I say with a massive grain of salt. But like, I read somewhere that like, so part of Sony's acquisition was 
was uh, talent retention. So that's what part of that $3 billion was for, was to keep people around. Right. And one of the things that they do when they keep people around is that if you, you know, after the acquisition, you stick around for, let's say, five years. And then after that five years, you get a bunch of, like, I don't know, shares of Sony or something like that, like as, as part of your or like shares of Bungie mm-hmm. as part of like your uh they, they call it like being vested or whatever. Right. And one of the things that they, one of the things that I think they said was that if your shit wasn't vested yet, meaning you got laid off and you hadn't been there long enough, you don't get any of that. It's all gone. So yeah, that's fucked, which to me is like, you know, that sucks because it's not my choice to leave. <laughs> right. And yet I'm missing out on, on these you know, bonuses the stuff that, that I was promised prom- as well, part of this. So under the promise you know, I, that you I, had to be there, so that's where the loophole is. But I hear what you're saying, man. That, that's but think about it. Like think about it as like a like isn't that kind of a dick move? hundred percent. Like, let's say yeah, I, yeah, buy, yeah. I, just, say I, I buy over. Like I buy Fred Oakman Industries for whatever. Like you know a million dollars. But part of that deal is I'm going to, you know, in five years, if Fred stays around for five years, I'll give him 500 grand. And then four years and 364 days. You fire me. I fucking fire you. And I'm like, well, you're not here. You didn't make it five years. So I don't owe you that $500,000. Yeah, it's a low off. blow for sure. Yeah. And so, like, I, it's just and I'm sure sh- I. Believe me, guys, I'm sure there is a lot more to that, more to it than that. I'm sure it's much more complicated. I know I'm generalizing and simplifying, but it's just like the uh, Sony's not looking good as a part of this whole thing. And like you said, at the same time, Bungie's not looking good because of the because of the smackdown they put on Naughty Dog, at least from a a rumor perspective. Um. You know, right. we don't have any. You know, we don't have any concrete proof that Bungie did anything to factions, <laughs> but that's just the rumor. A lot of industry. speculation that they were involved, though. So I don't know what's going on. The only thing that I can say is that the the, the rumor generally is that across the board, all of Sony's first parties have had to cut costs as part of like a like a budgeting kind of thing. So that's why Naughty Dog got hit. That's why Bungie got hit. That's I think even like Insomniac lost some people and probably some of the other guys that just maybe hasn't made it to the light yet. So um, Media Molecule this lost is just people. one of those right. things that is this is just one of those things that is TSAG. Uh, we talked uh, about them. Yeah, this is just one of those things that is just unfortunately bad PR because they just got done, you know, stomping all over Naughty Dog's product allegedly. And now, because they didn't do good, they're getting the kibosh. So well, it's yeah, and who, it's who really was, weird. Who was who was recently uh, let go? That that Connie uh, somebody was let go. We talked about that. Connie Booth yeah. last episode. Um, she was like she might have even just like after all this, like it could be that she might have been ousted or whatever over all of this. Like it could be that she didn't want any, you know. Like, like there's all this speculation going on that maybe, you know, Naughty, like Connie had to sell all of this live service shit to Naughty Dog. Yeah. 
And then, <laughs> you know, they get the kibosh and all this stuff, and now she's all pissed off, and now there's, like, a battle going on internally. Mm. And, like, I mean, we'll never know. We'll never know the stories of any of this stuff unless, like, in 10 years there's, like, a documentary or something about it. But, like, it's just really weird. Everything that's going on now within Sony's first party is really weird, yeah. and it's unsettling, and I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing to hear this being being a Sony podcast, you know, uh, that their approach, the way that they're and and again, like, you know, back in the day, I I don't know that people were this interested in the industry as how people have kind of, you know, now we have podcasts about the industry, we have all these news sites that are posting news nonstop about the industry and the inner workings of game development, the inner workings of these studios. I mean, back in the day, no one really fucking gave a gave a shit. We were just we were just consumers of this stuff. And now everybody has their nose up Sony's ass trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. And I'm sure they miss miss the quote-unquote good old days, you know. But, I mean, being being fans of what they do, like, it is kind of disappointing to hear how they might be treating some of their employees and studios. But, again, part of this is just business as usual. If they have to make the money work somehow, but I find it really hard to believe that they don't have the money. I don't know. They probably took a big loss on PSVR 2 so far, but I mean, the R&D for that and then, you know, being that I don't think it's selling super well. And then that recent statement from the guy last last week we talked about how it's not it's not their main their main focus. Obviously it's not, but for him to come out and mention that Kind of makes me wonder, like, well, maybe they're putting it to bed already. I don't know. Anyways, we don't need to keep talking about that. I, I thought it was interesting, and it is kind of a shame. Let's talk about another thing that's that's interesting, Jake. For a long time, you and I, and we brought this up again briefly last episode, you and I have talked about, man, it wouldn't be cool if Modern Warfare just had separate a separate campaign purchase, and then, like, if you want the game, you just buy the online, or you can buy both. It had, not a discounted rate, but at an appropriate price point for what you're buying. Um, we've talked at lengths about this and uh, how we would like to see this. Now, for those who are interested, Call of Duty Modern, Modern Warfare 3, sorry, the latest installment, and uh, is, is kind of out for people who had early access and for some review sites. Um, the reactions to the new campaign is overwhelmingly not good. Um, there's indication that this campaign is only about four hours in length. And, uh, I watched the trailer for this campaign for this game and it's like a bunch of cool shots, like guys with sniper weapons and like a voice of, you know, blah, 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 blah. you know, we got to get back what's ours. We got to make it right. There's all kinds of shit like that. And like that bravado, like pound your chest. I'm a fucking military man. I'm going to fucking do, we're going to go in a wreck shop, but there's no fucking story in the trailer. For the campaign, it's just like, yeah, we got to go fucking, you know, let's find them. You know what I mean? And it's like, so I thought it was a weird, the trailer, like when you actually start dissecting it, it looks kind of, it's kind of like, what the fuck is this game even about? Um, they have like soap or price or whoever the fuck the guy is. I don't remember which one it is in the trailer. Anyways, this game, of course, releases on the 10th of, uh, of November. So um, not everybody has had a chance to play the, the campaign. Um, and this is the only part of Modern Warfare that interests me is the campaign. But those who did pre-order it have early access, and the overwhelming uh, response has been that the campaign is just a bunch of bullshit. Like, it sucks. Mm. So, 
It's disappointing. It is uh, disappointing. I don't know. These games are just so, like, phoned in at this point. I don't... Like, they don't have to do anything. They literally can just shit out this campaign. Mm. Doesn't fucking matter. Doesn't really matter what the press is. The multiplayer, as long as it's serviceable... They're going to sell 15 million copies. There needs to be a fucking shakedown for military-style military game. Battlefield was amazing. The Battlefield of the World War I one. That game was fucking amazing. Uh, the campaign was amazing. Somebody needs to fucking put their hat in the ring and step up. And don't release your fucking game until, it, the, until you get the shooting down like a Call of Duty game. Get it right, but fucking give us an amazing, incredible campaign. Because we haven't had one in for so long. You know, like, multiplayer has has clearly swept these single-player things under the rug. And we have not had a fantastic single-player, military-style story campaign in anything for a while that 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 30 days in fallujah game i thought was going to be kind of interesting but i don't think that's released yet and mm. i don't know is it 90 days 60 days how many fuck 40 days six days six days however many fucking days i'm not a historian but um that at least looked interesting but then i saw like these military guys uh, on youtube that got early access to that game that were playing it and it didn't it didn't really seem to drive in story. It it just was like, I don't know. I, I want to fucking, I, I don't want it to be in the future. I only want it to be in the future if aliens are involved, like a resistance kind of game. But I think we need something, something that has a really band of brothers style story. That's just like that, that kind of catches you, you know, in the, in the feels when you play it, but is also like laden with, you know, character building. They can do it. They can do it. It's like Spec Ops was crazy. The line, that game was awesome. It was not the story mm. you thought you were playing. But, like, we need another one like that. Or another one like like a Band of Brothers style game, man. Where, like, you get you get friendly with your squad. Like, you, there are moments where you can walk around in, like, the fucking, you know, what, what, the loadout section where everybody's like gearing up and they're fucking getting their gear and like you around and talk with different guys they talk about their family back home like hey you know yeah you know let's all get back in one piece that kind of shit like i want a fucking story to like a military game and we haven't had i don't care if it's real it doesn't have to be based on real shit just fucking make one it'd be cool ign ign released their review of the single player campaign for modern warfare 3 and they gave it a four jesus Give it a four out of ten. It shouldn't that's, be hard to beat. Someone needs to do bad it. Bad on their metric. Um, shout out to uh, Spec Ops the line. Spec Ops the line though. That game was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was. If you haven't played that, that game, was so good. You really need to play. If you want to talk game. about just like total mind fucks? It wasn't that first game, person though. That was third, right? No, it was the third person game. Yeah, but it was still very cool. Like Dubai during a sandstorm. Like it was just it was- absolutely lit. Yeah, um, I remember playing that game and, and loving it. So yeah. Anyways, that's the Call of Duty news point. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. Next news point, Jake is, um, we there was a game that was announced at a state of play recently, and it was called Phantom Blade Zero, made by developer S Game. They have Phantom Blade Zero is not out. 
it's it's not been released, but X Game has now released a free to play side scroller spin off to this other game. And uh, the 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 initial game that was shown at the state of play is still incubating for a little bit, like a little chicken ready to hatch. But the the free to play side scroller game is out now, and it's called Phantom Blade Executioners. And it's available on the PS5. And this game also will have and does have microtransactions on the PlayStation Store. And it's kind of monetized by a gotcha system. But it looks awesome. I like the art style. Any kind of frenetic, fast-paced, side-scrolling kind of game that looks like somebody put some time into it and it's free? I I don't know. This is interesting to me. I, I didn't know this was a thing. But it looks cool. Jake? Yeah, I'm watching some gameplay of it now. I love that it's like it's like anime, but it's almost like like the backgrounds are almost like watercolor or something. Like I don't I don't really cool. know how to describe it. Like the art style is is great. I I I might have to check this out. It looks really cool. Now I'm kind of disappointed that it's free to play because it's probably just going to be tedious for those who don't actually spend money on it. But um, it looks really neat. Mm-hmm. If I'm being completely honest, I don't even remember what this Phantom Blade game is. <laughs> um, I didn't even look into it. I do remember it. Oh, oh, I remember this. It looked, it looked ridiculous. Like too good to be yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of the, it like looked too good to be true. You're right. It looked awesome as shit. It like had these like wild like sword battles. It was yeah. It, this was the game that I didn't cool. like the voiceovers on, but it could be. Otherwise, it looked awesome. But hmm. yeah. It, anyway, it, that's cool. I might have to check it. I might I might download this this little free to play thing and just see what the fuck it is. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, this is that game where, like, you the, fan, the the game that it's a spinoff from that Phantom played Zero is like where you have like sixty six days to live and you got to go do the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, anyways, let's move on. Uh, so, Far Cry Six, Jake. I never played it. I, I think you did, didn't you? Yep. All right. Well, you probably don't care about this news point, even since you've played the game, but. It launched in 2021, and the studio dev team is no longer making updates to this game. So the game support for Far Cry 6 is now completely over. It is in the bag. They're not doing anything else with it, and uh, they're not updating patches. It's They're done. They're, they put it to rest. It's now in its ultimate form, and that's that. Did you have any bugs or any issues with that game? Uh, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember. I remember I... I didn't I I mean I beat it obviously. I I enjoyed my time with it, but it it didn't hit me the same way that Far Cry 5 did. Far Cry 5 was just so fucking mm-hmm. good to me personally. I know some people had issues with it. That 6 just like it had some neat things like I liked that all of the companions were animals and stuff like that. It was kind of neat like it was pretty campy mm-hmm. and um but I had a lot of issues with just like the story. They they played up having that uh, who's that that famous actor that's in Narcos and shit was in it. Um, the dude, uh, the dude that was in Last of Us, Pedro. No, 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 no. It wasn't Pedro Pascal. It was uh, he was in Narcos. I think 
actor in oh Far gosh. Cry 6. Oh, you're talking about the uh, dude? Who- oh, Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, he was also in Breaking so- Bad. Right, right, right. So he was fucking awesome, but he was he was like hardly in the game. Like he didn't really have any impact whatsoever over the story. He wasn't as present as like a you know, like the villains from the the three games before it. So right. I, I don't I don't know. It just didn't really hit me great. I I think they could have done a better job with it. Yeah. But uh yeah, I'm not surprised they stopped support for this. They're probably working on their next game. Um I don't know that, that they really even need to support it anymore. I will but, say uh, this. I can really respect what they do with the naming convention of their Far Cry games. They just put a fucking number at the end of it. Yeah, fuck it. You it's know like what I mean? Fantasy. Like why make it confusing? So, they're probably working on Far Cry uh 7. Probably. I mean, the, the the Far Cry games that have a subscript to them, or what do you, however you pronounce it, or subtitle, yeah. is the, they're spinoffs. Mm-hmm. So, like, Far Cry New Dawn was a spinoff Blood slash Dragon. Ex- slight expansion to Far Cry 5. Blood Dragon was a spinoff of 3. Um, yeah, so... It, it, it's it's kind of nice, like because I don't I don't need a fancy like name. Just give me the fucking. Well, this way you know what care. you're getting, right? All the Final Fantasy games, I can never keep track of what the fuck is what. Yeah. Anyways, I like that. Just a sidebar. The next news point. This is this is like not necessarily PlayStation related, but very possibly <clears throat> PlayStation can benefit from this. Um, Sony recently went into a contract to. Uh, Acquire iSize, which is uh, not to be confused with the game developer. What they do is they build, this is per push square, AI-powered solutions to deliver bitrate savings and quality improvements for the media and entertainment industry. Um, there's no revelation of what the, what the cost is, what this thing costs. Uh, and it says here on Push Square that the acquisition is designed to provide Sony with significant expertise in applying machine learning to video processing, which will benefit a range of our R&D efforts as well as our video and streaming services. So that's probably, you know, a big deal. Um, iSize is based out of London. They were founded in 2016. And... Uh, you know, the, we are seeing a slow move of the Sony video services coming to an app on the PlayStation um, with discounts on Sony movies and, and discounts. Uh, in fact, I think we if you're a plus, a plus whatever we said, a premium member, you, you have access to a lot of the library or something. So it doesn't surprise me that they're getting a company on board that is using – AI learning or machine learning to better the ability to stream shit because it could probably actually come down with streaming games also. Like they're probably going to implement this for game streaming as well somehow. But I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Um, nice little acquisition it looks like from the from you know the back end. And maybe this deal has something to do with some of the other layoffs. I mean, I, they're completely different divisions. You know, this is just Sony Entertainment. Um, it's not the PlayStation section, but, uh, you know, surely PlayStation will benefit from this acquisition. Jake, anything? 
Not really. I mean, this is this just seems like it's just them acquiring. Uh, what do you want to say? Just like like technology, basically, kind of like when they acquired. Uh, I don't know why my brain Im- immediately thought GeoCities, uh, <laughs> but uh, Gaikai was what I was referring mm. to for the streaming tech. Mm-hmm. So my guess is that this has it has something to do with this. All right. Fair enough. Well, nice little news point. Uh, The next news point, Jake, as we careen through this winding trail of news. Dude, when we were playing Gran Turismo 7, uh, do you remember that Polyphony were teasing like beta races where you would race an AI called Sophie? And it was like beta shit. And then we briefly talked about this. And Sophie was essentially also using machine learning to imitate human drivers. So when you raced against the AI, that like it would actually race like other actual people. Well, Polyphony recently released an update, a patch to GTA uh, or Grand Grand Tours of Seven, sorry, um, which is GT Sophie Two Two Point Oh. And it is out now. It's available in a new game update to Grand Turismo 7. And the reason for the delay of this implementation was that they were actually concerned that the AI would get too good. It would be impossible to beat. So they had to implement some sort of difficulty slider for how good Sophie got, (laughs) which is awesome to think about this. We're we're like walking on a very fucking weird territory here. Mm. But they did find a way to implement that. Um, so your opposition isn't like you're not fucking racing 100% professionals. But um, my question is, with the implementation of this patch, instead of always starting at the very back or the very front, where do we normally start in Gran Turismo 7? The front? Very back. Very back. Very back. Can we now start anywhere if, if Sophie's involved? I doubt it. Um this was the issue, though. Do you remember? Do you remember? Is Sophie? Is it modeling after specific drivers, or is it just like a no. more advanced AI that runs the the other whatever the other cars are in the game that you're racing against? Uh, let me go to GT Planet real quick. Um, well, we'll go to Traxian. Dot gg they say everything you need to know about sophie uh it is a set to be a huge leap forward for raising game artificial intelligence and closely matched rivals here's how it works and how you can test it um it's revolutionary they say it's ai um it's artificial intelligence by sony ai with grand children of seven um let me see here it says It has reinforcement learning. So reinforcement learning is a way of training AI through machine learning techniques that reward positive behaviors or punishes undesirable behaviors. Um, Sophie Quick, yeah, very much. Can you race against GT Sophie? Starting February 21st. That was like the the race together beta. Um, It doesn't really say... I think so. My, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll have to maybe do a little bit more research on this. But 
I was just curious if it was similar to like I think I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about the new Tekken Eight game that's coming out, mm-hmm. and they have a neat feature in that game. Uh, according to this podcast, anyway, they have a neat feature in that game where the the game will actually learn your tendencies as a fighter. And so it can actually create an AI based around the way that you play the game and you can ha- your friends can play against that AI. So like I was thinking about like in this game, oh man, like it would be cool if they had an AI that was literally mo- like it literally was modeled on the way that Fred drives. And like I could race that AI. Or mm. like even if you wanted to go professional, like, hey, this this AI is modeled on the way Lewis Hamilton drives an F1 car. Then it's like, and then you can have him play in your game where it's like, okay, can, am I faster <laughs> than Lewis Hamilton? Dude, this is you know, like it. W- yeah, it would be cool. I, I don't know. I, I'm gonna I, pay something in the do- in the document here. Uh, take a look at this. I mean, it's way more complex than what you would think. It's not. It's not, it's not looking and watching other people. They positively reward the AI for getting around other cars and making turns better. And then they negatively reward it for fucking up and going off the track. And they, so this is literally just AI for the game that they're learning to be a better race car driver. Yeah. And they, and it says, it says here, this is really confusing, but it says uh, it was trained using reinforcement learning. This is off of uh, gtplanet.net. Sony AI America director Peter Worm explained, essentially we gave it rewards for making progress along the track or passing another car and penalties when it left the track to hit other cars. To make sure it learned how to behave in competitive racing scenarios, we put the agent into a lot of different racing situations, several different types of opponents with enough practice through trial and error, it was able to learn how to react to the other cars. There was a very fine line between being aggressive enough to hold your own driving line and being too aggressive and causing accidents and getting into penalties. Um, so it says they're using machine learning algorithms. Um, they just let it drive the track over and over and over and over, and they do this reward system. But it says... Sophie only has access to acceleration, braking, and left-right steering inputs. It can only modify these inputs at a rate of 10 hertz, or roughly every 100 milliseconds. It does not have access to gear shifting, traction control, brake balance, or any other parameters typically available to human players. So, I don't know. It seems... I mean, there's... Look at this fucking article I gave you. Like, I mean, it's just... They're talking about... It's pretty in-depth. Yeah. I'm not going to read it on the show. Yeah, but it's insane. Yeah, I, it sounds like they're just learning a more advanced... Uh, AI, because I think I think the way that it works is that when people get good enough at GT Seven or like Gran Turismo or iRacing or any of these, like the the AI is just like unplayable, right? Because it just doesn't it doesn't doesn't get better. No, it doesn't know fundamentally how you're supposed to race cars. Mm-hmm. It's just like hard programmed to be this difficult or that so it sounds like they're actually teaching the ai in the game how to properly race cars around a track and when they say that like the more they teach it eventually it will become invincible i believe that 100 percent. like eventually it's going to learn so good 
that like it's like chess computers, right? It's just, eventually, it's going to learn so good that you can't beat it. Like it's impossible. It will take. It will literally pull every like ounce of traction and braking ability and throttle control and everything out of that car to the point where it's impossible for a human to have that kind of reaction. Where race is perfect. So yeah, right. So that's why they have to have this difficulty slider, which. But to me, like this is cool. This is more of a hardcore detail for like the 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 hardcore sim racers because mm-hmm. they probably want to have AI that are worth racing against, and this makes the AI worth racing against. Because um, I'm sure you've played Gran Turismo, like I've played it before, where you're like yeah. going around the track, and then suddenly a car will just smash into you. Yeah, and it's like, oh, it's because an AI is driving it, and they're just dumb. But in this in this case, they won't be because they'll actually, as they're going around the track, they'll like learn the tendencies of the other drivers and all this stuff. They'll like look that's for really, opportunities to overtake. Yeah, yeah, like that's really really neat to me. Now, granted, it's not sexy, but it is kind of neat from yeah. the perspective of this particular style of game. Right. And I think that this is going to become more of a thing with AI and games in the future. You know, you want your AI and the, your opponents and everybody, you want them to be smart. You don't want to be like a, a dumb fucking AI that's just like, you know, running straight at you or something like that when right. they have no sense of self-preservation or anything. Like it, so I, I get it. I get it. It's, it's kind of neat. It's a little bit scary, but it's kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then we got a few more news points. We'll blow through these ones. There's like four left. Uh, there's a rumor, a news story, Jake, that God of War Ragnarok... The expansion, the DLC that's forthcoming, is quite possibly going to be shown within the next two months before 2023 concludes. Man, I don't even remember God of War Ragnarok. Like, it's been so long. They do this all the time with DLC. Like, I don't know. I'm not equipped to play that game right now. You know, I'm in Alan Wake mode, and I'm going to be in Spider-Man mode. Like, I'm, I'm done with Ragnarok. I could care less. Are there literally gamers that are so hardcore... I mean, yeah, there are because I would do. I would be stoked about a Last of Us DLC or something. You know what I mean? Like, I would be all in. But like, these studios have to find a better way to not wait a year before they release DLC for their title. Because, like, at this well, rate, this, why this are you is, even buying? This is them? that big. This is that big argument. Like, I don't know if you remember the PS during the PS3 era companies got the biggest like so much shit for day one dlc and in hindsight kind of prefer it if i'm being honest with you i don't want them to remove sections of the game just to sell it to me as an extra like it should be a complete game but if like a month after launch they're like here's dlc for the game i would be totally all about that even if it was in development at the at the same time as the main game, yeah, you, you get no yeah no bones to pick with them over that. Like I think that's that's the but way back, to do it. But back in the day, I mean, I don't know if you remember in the PS3 era, it was like there was all this pushback from consumers about how like, well, if it was already ready, why wasn't it part of the main game? Why do I have to pay extra for this? Are you pulling shit out? just to sell it to me extra you know like there's there is an argument to be made there but from a from a from a a a stickiness perspective this is like a new term in the industry you're much more likely to get me to buy the dlc for a game 
if it's close to the when the game launched when I actually played it. And when you're talking about stickiness, you just mean like the the developer getting you to yeah retention of their consumer. Yeah, yeah. So like like for example, the the like I I really liked Horizon Forbidden West. Never played, didn't play the DLC Burning Shores. Yeah, because it came out like a year after the game came out, like or or like six or eight months after the game came out. And it's just like I'm I'm done. I I, like I've I've moved on. Other stuff has got my attention. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go back into this game and relearn how to do all the combat and and all this stuff just to you know. So I don't know, like. It's it's great for someone who's buying the game way late and they get the like the definitive edition with the DLC and everything included. Mm-hmm. But for someone like me who invested early, like I'm not going to go back into the game a year later. Like it's just not. I'm not going to do it. I don't. I, I like I moved on. Unless it's something that I like. Right. Am really chomping at the bit to go back to. It'd be one thing if like these games were you know 10 hour experiences and then like a year later they drop some dlc so yeah i can rip back through that 10 hours real quick and then play the dlc no it's like horizon forbidden west is 50 fucking hours long so like i'm not gonna rip back through that real quick so i can play the dlc and that's part of the problem with the cyberpunk phantom liberty dlc also like but that that they they did enough with that to make me want to go back like some of this is just like I don't know. Like, as a consumer, the more the more shit that gets promised in announcement of the game, like, oh, we're going to come out with two DLCs, you know, after the game's release, it almost makes me want to put the brakes on buying it now and just waiting until the whole thing is out so I can just enjoy it as it, you know what I mean? Like, if they're not going to release the stuff, like, like you said, within a month, two months even, but at the most, yeah, like... I, I'm I'm getting older. I don't remember how to play these games, and I don't I don't want to go back in because then you know. And if the story is not fantastic, and and it doesn't stick with you, then what what's there for you? The DLC then like it's just like you know you're gonna make the game magically cooler or better. Like it would make sense just to wait on that experience until it's all out. But I don't know. I I don't know, man. It it's it's a weird thing. DLC. There was a time when DLC wasn't even a thing. Yeah, and I like that. I like that time period of gaming. I don't know. It is what it is, man. It would be nice if they... I like the idea of standalone DLCs that that sure. play on their own, that you don't have mm-hmm. to like piggyback off of the initial game. Uh, I'll shut up. Let's keep going. Uh, so we talked briefly about the, P- the PlayStation 5 Slim, and there have been images that have surfaced about this and it, we said it was like a 30% reduction. If you look at the pictures, dude, it looks significantly smaller than 30%. 30% is probably right, but it looks way tinier than the OG PlayStation. Do you have any opinions on this? I actually expected it to be smaller than that, if I'm being honest. Wow. Um, I don't, I mean, it doesn't, it's it's narrower, but it's not. It's about an inch, inch it's shorter. It's only about an inch shorter, you know. Even still, I bet this console, mm-hmm. this slim PS5, is probably bigger than the launch PS4. Oh, yeah. Even the slim version. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So yeah. it's still going to be a, a good-sized console. Like, it's not small still. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I I think it's interesting. I I do like the look of the new console compared to the old one. 
Um, but I'm still not a fan of the aesthetics of it just generally. So we'll have to see. I was looking at my PS5 today, and uh, I think one of these days here soon I'm going to crack her open and clean her out. Yeah. She's looking pretty gross on the outside. I've done that just twice now to mine. Dog hair and shit. Never done it once to mine. <sighs> I never did it to my PS4 either. Like, it's one of those things where, like, if it's working, like, I don't want to fuck with it. <laughs> but I probably should pull it apart and, and blow it out or whatever. Yeah. You're not going to hurt anything doing that. All right. Uh, two left. This one is... I get it. I get this news point now. Um, not that I didn't before, but it makes sense now that I'm playing Alan Wake 2. It's rumored that the next project for Remedy is going to be a remake of Max Payne 1 and 2. And having played a section of Alan Wake 2 where you're in a city, looking up at one of the really tall buildings reminds me of the main building in, in Max Payne 1. And I wouldn't be surprised if they reuse that building for their remake of Max Payne 1 because hmm. it's fucking beautiful. Max Payne 1 and 2 were great games, and they were more fucked up than people remember. Um, I... I I don't remember them very well, but I do remember that there were some nightmare scenes. Max was having nightmares about his family getting killed, and like it was, it got pretty dark and wild. You know, it was, it was like a he parts of that game are like maybe like reminiscent of like maybe like a fucking bad acid trip and stuff. Like it, the game got wild. Mm-hmm. It was really cool visually, and I would like to see them do this. Um, although some people probably would rather them work on something else, like Control Two. Which I think they're already working on, but Jake, what do you think? I've never played a Max Payne game, oh. so I, I, I like I've seen some stuff from the first one because it, it came out, you know, obviously a long time ago. I think I was like late in high school or something like mm. that, mm-hmm. and I had a friend who played it uh, on PC, but I never really played any of these games and it's something that i mean i'm a, I'm a big Re- remedy fan just from the alan wake side of things so i would definitely be interested in going back to these alan <laughs> or, uh, max Payne was like the game that practically invented that bullet time mechanic or whatever so yeah um you know i i am definitely interested in this for sure i don't know when i mean it's probably still a long ways off but i am definitely interested in checking it out yeah. as long as it's like a good a good uh, recreation and not just like some shitty port right yeah i i i i think and now max Payne 3 was done by rockstar just so you know so yeah max Payne yeah. 3 was awesome but uh don't expect remedy to put the old touch on that max Payne 3 was awesome remind me of like old man logan it was so good uh like Max Payne's like old and fucking grizzly, and he's fucking like I played that game. I really isn't he like it. bald in Max Payne Three? Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> yeah. kind of looks like I, me. I think I actually own. I think I actually own Max Payne Three. I've just never played it's it. It's a good game. Well, I was gonna do this next news point, Jake. Let's not do this. Let's, let's table this next one for next episode. Um, okay. There's a lot on this. Uh, I will say, if the listeners want to check it out, we'll talk about it more in depth on episode three hundred two. Push Square has a really nice link to all Sony first-party developers and what they're currently working on, and the list is exhaustive. It's it's very long. So they break it down by location, Japan, Europe, and North America studios, and then they tell you about what they know that their current projects Mm. are. So let's review that next episode. We are already pushing two hours today. So 
Um, the listeners will have that to look forward to next episode, especially if there aren't many news points. And I'm sure I'll probably have Alan Wake 2 beaten by then, and I'll give my final opinion on that game, and Jake might have Spider-Man 2 beaten. So there's no new game list posted anywhere that I could find for this week, so we're going to bypass that as well. Just go to the PlayStation Network, see what's out there. But uh, I do know that that new RoboCop game is getting some decent decent responses, critic responses. Like It's like a nice uh, lip service to fans of RoboCop. I just think it's a weird one. I mean, maybe that's my first person shooter with fucking story to it. You know, that's what I'm maybe hungry for. I don't know. Mm. But um it does look kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah, it does. But that came out last week. But anyways, I got nothing else for the show. Jake, is there anything you would like to say for the closing? Um no, I don't think so. I uh, I cleaned out. I don't know if you noticed, I cleaned out the room that I'm in, yeah, and I, I I mounted my guitars on the wall again. Mm-hmm. They've been just kind of stuck in a closet since I moved to this house like five years ago, five or six years ago. Yeah. And in my old house in my basement, I had like a studio in there, and I in my computer room I had a bunch of uh, these guitar hooks on the wall that I ha- like hung all my instruments on, and so um, I just kind of put up the ones that I am interested in looking at. And uh, I I won't hang, I have a nice acoustic. I won't hang that up. I leave it in the case just because it's more susceptible to environmental conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it looks pretty good. I got everything cleaned out. And um, other than that, I don't really have a whole lot to say. I'm just kind of probably going to go back downstairs and, Watch some TV. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I also see uh, special. a a bust from a uh, probably for cosplay clothes making. Oh yeah, I, I wasn't sure if because it's of the in, framing. Yeah, of the, I have one guitar and then that bust. So like, and then just like like some boobs. Yeah, yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a that's Sarah's. Um, we had a we had a company today and and she needed to shove that. That's like a that's like a dressmaking mannequin. Yeah. So she needed to stick it in in my room for uh, for a little <laughs> bit here to just kind of get it out of the way, so it wasn't sitting in the middle of the room. But uh, yeah, it's just one of those mannequins that like you can adjust all the proportions on it, yeah. so you can make uh, clothing for uh, people of a particular size. So, but what we need yeah, to do is kinda... readjust the camera next episode so we can get all the cool guitars and stuff in the background. We'll, yeah, we'll, it's we'll it's kind of difficult because it's like a corner, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's neat. Very good. I'm glad. Man. Like those. I don't know. If, I don't know if you have any of those things. Not that you have. I a have a bag space. full of them. Uh, musician's really? friend sold those hooks for like five bucks a piece one time. Yeah. Like, and I bought like six of them. I just. I. I don't have a lot of wall space in my studio. I have like the sound right. stuff up, and then I have some GI Joe stuff, and I have my painting situation down here, and then like the whiteboard and a window, some uh, gig posters. I don't really have any, yeah, any wall space. I need. I would love to hang. I actually took my Les Paul to, to Tom. He's fixing it up. Yeah, yeah, and he's putting a new a new humbucker in it. And uh, nice. I took my SG, and he did some nice stuff to that. Except the intonation on the on the G string is like really bad still. So I got to take it back to him. So, I don't know if I need new machine heads or if he just didn't get it right the first time. 
but yeah, so I'm excited. I hmm. yeah, like you, I wouldn't hang my Martin or anything. I have an old Epiphone acoustic, and then an Alvarez acoustic that I bought from Dan a long time ago for like 200 bucks. And uh, the first time I used his guitar. I was playing this house party. I think I told the story already. And I was just sweating so bad. The sweat dripped into the electronics of the guitar and shorted them out. So the electronics don't work in that guitar anymore. So, <laughs> which is disappointing. I, it was good for one gig. Um, it's a nice little acoustic though. And I have no idea what shape it's in right now. It's been in a case for a while. It's probably cracked and bent from not being humidified. So it is what it is. I'm notorious for treating my guitars like shit. Not intentionally. I just really don't care much about them. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, they're a tool that get thrown around a lot for me. Uh, that's all I got. Uh, thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed the Walls music video, the last the last episode or the, the song by my band, One of My Land. And uh, hopefully one of these days we'll get some new flood material recorded and out. And uh, these things just take so much time. But go listen to it add it to your spotify playlist the record's called american crows thanks for tuning into this podcast get some gaming in stay warm and we'll be back next week and uh until next time like jagged alliance 3 journey to foundation and judgment p.s p.s this is awesome this is awesome